Hi, listeners of The Roar. This is your editor, Tori Whitkey, for episode six of Roarcast. I'm here with Emily Hyde, the president of Rise Up. Emily, how do you feel about being here right now? Um, I'm very excited to have this opportunity to talk about what Rise Up is about. Um, and you can hear it from me, a president of the club, so I'm, I'm able to sort of debunk maybe previous notions about what this club might stand for, that sort of thing. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about these negative stereotypes? Um, so when this club first started, it was sort of met with a negative response just because I don't think there was an exact clear message of maybe why it was here or what it stood for. So it, it just sort of presented itself as like a man-hating club or maybe just a bunch of like angry, angsty feminists and that sort of thing. But um, it's not at all what this club is about. Um, if anything, we'd love to have men in the club, um, but it's our club is, is about female empowerment and feminism. It's not about um, anybody being above another person. It's about giving um, women who are overlooked um, empowerment and that sort of thing. It's not putting them up above any others. It's just about sort of thing so so way more about equality as opposed to superiority exactly exactly yeah can you talk about what are the general premises of rise up like what does it stand for its goals um i think my biggest goal as president is just to create a safe space for um students in the northview community um in the high school uh just because I know that it is difficult to discuss these topics when you're not in like a designated like safe space to discuss topics of um, feminism and female empowerment. Um, of course, this club is op open to anybody. It's not just for women. I know when the club first started, it was just for women just because it was met with a negative response. Um, but I don't think that was necessarily the correct approach to what happened. But um, it's just the club is about female empowerment and feminism, but it's not just for people who identify as women. Um, it, it's, it's a learning space for those who do not identify as women, um, but for those who do, it, it's, it's about discussing these issues um, and just having that, that space to just comfortably talk about things that go on in our lives at this time in our lives without having um, a an opposed perspective. I mean, it's definitely important to hear from other people, but I think there's a, a level of vulnerability when talking about these topics. So having that, that space where we can all be comfortable around each other um, is very important. So it was originally called the Women Up Club, but that got changed for the inclusivity. Mm -hmm. Can you discuss that a little bit? Um, yeah, I, I this, this club is, is about everybody coming together to talk about feminism and female, female empowerment. It's not about just women in that sort of thing. And I think it alienated a certain group who did not um, know who they identified as. Um, so it, it, it sort of felt like it was excluding certain people or maybe um, stereotyping certain people. Um, so. Changing the name to just rise up 
it sort of makes it more inclusive to anybody who wants to join in as opposed to being called woman up it, it makes it seem like it's just a club for women and mm -hmm. it's just a club about womanhood <laughs> right um can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved with the club from freshman year till now um, for sure. So my freshman year, I was very excited to be a high schooler because I knew there were so many opportunities within the different clubs here. Um, when I first came to the high school, there was even a lettuce eating club. <laughs> I do not know if that still goes on to this day. <laughs> <Okay>. but, um, <laughs> and I was very happy to see that there was a club for female empowerment and feminism. Um, and I, I think at this time in our lives, we're very unsure of who we are. Um, and having that, that space to, to discuss certain topics about womanhood and um, have a, a community where there's, there's women in support of each other is very empowering because right now it feels like a lot of women are not in support of each other. When, when you come together and then talk about topics and things that you're struggling with right now it, it it makes you understand that you're you're less alone and like maybe preconceived notions you've had about fellow classmates do not stand true right um so having that space at 14 was very impactful and i i 100 looked up to everybody who was older than me in that club so it felt a very very comforting to see people older than me who I know would have my back um, even if I, I didn't know them it was just sort of like if you're in that club like we're it just sort of felt like you had somebody on your team right that seems very empowering it's very community-based for sure yes uh, so freshman year it was women up it was ran by Mary Helen Prince Lizzie Hackett Amara and Ava Ullman mm-hmm Right, so after sophomore year, whenever COVID hit, it kind of seemed like it shut down. Mm -hmm. And then junior year, you and Amara revamped it. Amara mm -hmm. was president, you was the vice president. Can you talk about a little bit how that process was getting the club back up and going as vice president? Um, it was a little bit discouraging because when we first started to revamp up the club, there was definitely not a lot of people in there. I think. Um, we had meetings where there was probably like five people there, but I'm very thankful that those five people did show up. Right. Um, it, it, it was just discouraging because I, I wanted to find a way to have more of an impact on the community and spread my message more to those who want to listen. And I, I wanted to just have more communication amongst those who were interested in this club, but I didn't know how because there were a lot of limitations with being virtual and it was hard to communicate and like get a message out and that sort of thing. So um, it, it started very slow mm -hmm. um, and then transitioning towards the end of the year, I think viewership did increase, but not a whole lot. Um, so I, I guess it was just like we were, we were trying our best and I think it, it taught me a lot about being thankful for those who do want to listen. I, I focused less on numbers of people who were there and thankful for the fact that I was still able to run this club and, and talk to those who were willing to listen, yeah, <clears throat> that of sort of thing. Of course. Um, so you naturally became president this year with Amara mm -hmm. being gone. And I know during the summer you guys had a booth at orientation how was that first meeting? 
Um, the first meeting was absolutely insane. So um, our booth during orientation, we got a lot of people who were interested in our club. Um, and I'm, I'm so thankful that we were able to have the opportunity to have a booth at orientation because I, I think that 100% like spread the message that this club is here because it is relatively new and COVID did um, hit our club a little differently. So right. um, being able to, to say that we're still here, that sort of thing, even though like we've only been a club for a couple of years. So it's just been hard to like have like a concrete like I don't know, like being here other than like clubs who have been here a long time, like Green Team or Wave and that sort of thing. So it made us feel a little bit more like official, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Right. Uh, and I think it was very beneficial because a lot of people saw us as a real club by being there. So on, during our first meeting, we had the most people I've ever seen at the club. It probably really? had to be like 30 people. And it was going from like five to 30 people was just like, so eye-opening because it, it made me realize that there were a lot more people um, at this high school who believe in what this club stands for and it was my responsibility to keep the, up the consistency and be able to present this space for them to learn about feminism and female empowerment so it, I don't know it, it made me feel very happy to see that like people did care you know and right. like there was a lot of people who um found a purpose in this club and that sort of thing I mean, it could also be because we had donuts there maybe <laughs> but um i don't know it's it sort of like it, it it kept me going i mean it, it really just gave me a fresh pair of legs you know right that's awesome to hear um so you always talk about how this club is a very community-based thing it's for learning and empowerment, but I know that you guys are planning on doing a period product drive. Could you discuss that a little bit? Um, so I think in, in previous years there was a drive hosted, but last year we were not able to do so. Um, but this year I'm, I'm hoping to start that up again. I've been talking with some club members and that sort of thing just to um, get some plans set in stone um, just so it's, it's less talk and more do. Mm -hmm. um, but I've, I've been looking at different organizations that combat period poverty in Grand Rapids and just hearing like their backstory has been very heartbreaking because being on your period is a very difficult time and it's very uncomfortable and then having that added stress that you don't have the the means to go through this difficult time um it's very sad that people have to deal with that and i, I can't imagine what it's like going through that um but just knowing that i have the power to make any difference how little or big um i would jump on the opportunity 100 percent um and and i think we definitely take for granted like the things that we have every day and we we don't take enough time to look at the perspective of those who do not have access to certain things that we do. So, I mean, even to spread the message on period poverty, it definitely goes on Grand Rapids. It's not just some like far off issue. Um, there's a bunch of people definitely at school who have to deal with that. And 
I, I think it's important to support your community in any way you can. So I, I'm very excited to start this up again. Yeah, that's awesome. It's very honorable, to say the least. And I know that you guys also do a little bit with the women's shelter. Is that the domestic abuse, like where women are coming from home? Or can you explain it a little bit? Um, so the women's shelter is for women who are going through a difficult time in their lives, whether it's domestic abuse or a, some sort of homelessness. Mm -hmm. um, but it helps women get back on their feet, find job opportunities, and um, get them the, the resources they need. Um, and so last year we, we talked with Ms. Schneider with um, spreading the word on the women's clothing drive. And, and last year we, we wrote them cards for the holidays, but they had more of a message of empowerment. Um, and I'm very excited to do this again this year. I know it was so fun making the cards with everyone. And um, I, I think um, words carry very um, dense meaning, or I, I think they, they carry a lot of value towards people. Mm -hmm. And I think just having like a little message through that, that hard time that you're going through can start a, a massive butterfly effect on their life. And um, I, I, I think just like having, um, knowing that there's a su support system for you that you don't even know of is, is very helpful for them. So I'm, I'm excited to start making cards for them and getting everybody together. Right. Well, thank you for coming on this podcast. It seems like you're doing a great job as being the leader of this club and making sure that it's a safe space with a voice for people to even just in the school and outside the school you talked about the greater Grand rapids area helping with the drives and helping women in these poor situations so i do appreciate you being here and doing this today thank you so much for having me yeah and of course thank you to our listeners for finishing this podcast